We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Miami, Miami. I feel like I should run that back. I feel like I should run that back. Oh my gosh, go ahead. Fine. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, I don't know why you didn't cue on the beginning. Get, we got a cue on the downbeat. Oh. Come on, let's go. Are you are you doing it again? I'm gonna do it again. Oh my Ready? goodness. Please stick with if, us. If, if it plays. I don't even know if it's gonna play again. You know what? We're not gonna mess around anymore. <laughs> this is welcome, what welcome, welcome, welcome. Christ. Welcome to the Miami Heavy Post Game Show. It's me, Shaman, alongside MHB co-founder, the capologist, the man crunching the numbers behind the scenes. What's up, Brian Goins? Off to a rocking start. That's a that's a cap. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm doing a great job right now. I haven't produced in a hot minute. Um, no pun intended. Um, but uh I do want to um you know, basically filming for G. He uh, requested my assistance on uh, short notice. So he was doing busier things in the background. Didn't realize he was going to stage today. That was kind of a caught off by surprise moment. Um, how is that still working? Because the energy never lies. There's always a need for clearing of just bad, nasty, stagnant energy. Get some fresh shit. Get out all the evil. Get all of that shit out works every time g's undefeated i think that's six and zero now yeah every I was time gonna done pull, it, i'm gonna pull the jablanca tweet um please. Some, some, sometime <laughs> soon if i can find it because he tweets way too much um but he did tweet saying that yeah that they were um five and oh entering this game um and then the last time that he saged arena when it was needed they followed up with a five game winning streak and a plus 17 net rating yep right. that was the first time no that was the first time he saged Actually, one, I, two, three, I, I take five wins straight and after this. I think stage. I believe that was actually, if I'm not mistaken, that was right after that whole um, that situation where Jimmy Butler was cussing out Spo, Spo yes. through his clipboard, yep. and PJ Tucker and him were having a moment also on the bench with with UD. That's that, the was, first time he did. that was the time he did it. Like literally the day after that, I think was the first time he did it. They won a five game winning streak, and and that first game on that five game winning streak. Guess who it was against? 
Was it the Kings? Sacramento Kings. <laughs> That's awesome. I just put it in the um in the in the Heat Beat chat. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. How do you feel? Let's just how did tonight feel after all of the you know longest losing streak since what 2008? Uh, a real about fucking time. Listen, since are you Pat saying Riley about time for the sage or about time for a win? These will get back to me because you don't rush the energy. It got to come when it when it's time to come. Um, but yeah, Brian, how do you feel tonight? How did how do you feel, and how do you feel like the team feels? Just looking one game, uber small sample size. But how did how did tonight feel for you? So before the game, before G Sage Arena, I thought this was going to be another L, and I thought their first one was going to come against the Wizards. After mm-hmm. G Sage Arena, and I, I saw some tweets from from Brady Hawk before the game, where apparently during warmups, um, Jimmy Butler was. Kind of um, trying to rile up his teammates. Um, You know, they were kind of just like being loose, having fun um, during their warmups. Something we haven't seen from this team Mm -hmm. in quite a while. Um, It's it felt like they were trying to um, just try to play loose. Like I feel like they were in their own heads for a bit um, during the seven game losing streak. Obviously, it's frustrating. Um, They haven't had a a streak like this since 2008, as we mentioned. But you know, like part of basketball is mental. And I think that was something that was really affecting your play. Yeah. And um, as much as we want to like, you know, analyze certain numbers, you know, rotations, um, who should start, who should sit, stuff like that. Like at the end of the day, it's their basketball players, you know, there's one ball on the court, 10 players. You got to fight um, for every, every little, um, you know, point that you need to get in a, in a win like that's really what it boils down to so yeah. it felt like they hadn't been playing with that kind of edge in, in in a while and that was something i think spo mentioned in his last press conference like they hadn't had a charge in in quite a bit mm-hmm. especially since they traded lowry who's one of the guys that was leading the team in in that stat but like you know all those like deflections things like that like just setting hard screens um, mm-hmm. you know, rotating with, with actual like conviction and, and, and making sure that they're, you know, on top of their communication as well on the court. I think that's also a big part of this. Like, I don't feel like they were also like communicating as a team to pick each other up when they need it in certain moments. So all that combined felt like we, we got that part of the heat identity back today. Yep. It wasn't their prettiest win, but it was still a great victory in terms of like an overall complete um, game. I know they had that stretch where they were up 18 in that second quarter. And then they obviously blew most of it um, before halftime, but they came back they didn't let that affect them. They still came back and they won by a double digits. So I'm happy overall with their performance. Yeah, I, I agree fully, you know, and for everything that you said, right? Like the, the lineups, the who does this, who does that, who can do this, who can't do that, who should do this more, who should do that less. Like for all of those things, um, a lot of it has been effort has been, but aside from effort has been a level of kind of discipline and attention um, toward MIA say, glad for the win, but low key annoyed because it's now clear that they can play defense if they feel like it and they <laughs> haven't been feeling like it. There's a there's a lot to that. I mean, again, it takes a lot to do defense at a high high level the way they do it every night and all yeah. of those things. But yes, we know that they can. But you know that's part of kind of what I wanted to get into. And you know, so much of the disposition of this team, for better or for worse, depending on who you ask, people tell you it starts with Jimmy. And I thought that Jimmy came out the gate, um, out the game, just w- beginning in warmups, probably beginning in the film session, just understanding that as the leader. You know, it's on him to kind of inject a little bit of brevity into the situation because 
for you know better or for worse, depending on who you ask, they'll tell you this team goes as Jimmy goes. I think Jimmy came out in the beginning of the game looking to score, looking to be aggressive. Um, but defensively, he was active, he was moving, he was getting to doubles, trying to poke balls from behind, but getting back to his, rotating really well, and he just had a bite, uh, a snap in his movements from the from the very beginning that um, along with some other things, I do think helped set the tone for the kind of overall tenor of the game. How do you feel about Jimmy, Brian? I think Jimmy had one of his best performances all year. Yep, um, both sides of the court. Points. It felt like both sides of the court, he played, you know, his brand of basketball that we've come to know, come to know for the last five years. Obviously, this mm-hmm. season, he slipped defensively. Offensively, he hasn't been a strong finisher. He's been better on the perimeter um, as of late, especially now today. He's made, what, two or three more threes. Um, he's shooting over 41%, I think now probably 42 now after this one. So he's been having a great season beyond the arc. Um, mid-range has been bare for the most part. It's It's been like him trying to draw the fouls. Like That's part of the game that Miami needs from him is slowing down the tempo so that, one, they don't get beat in transition if if they're you know in a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like defensively, they, they, they play better defense when they're set. And that's that's been a case since – probably year one with, with the heat. Like they, they had issues playing against fast teams and the Kings are a fast team. De'Aaron Fox is one of the fastest players on the court. And I feel like what Jimmy did was he slowed down the game just enough so that Miami was able to play, you know, solid defense. Obviously they played some zone today that helped too. The Kings weren't really um, attacking their zone. They weren't really shooting well from three besides Keegan Murray all game. Yes. Um, he's him. great, by the way. I love him. He, I <laughs> wish Miami him. had a guy like him on the team. Yes. Um, but like just overall, like they, they, Jimmy provided what they needed. He provided the spark. He, he basically gave them like, he was like the callus in terms of like, I follow my lead. And then the rest of you guys fill in, um, mm-hmm. you know, feel more needed. And I like that. I think that's his role right now to get them out of this funk. He can't do that every single game though. So mm-hmm. that's my only concern is he did it today. They got the win. They broke the streak. Now, how can we build on from that and start building um, hopefully a winning streak from this and, and get some more victories on their belt so that one, they can maybe somehow climb up to the four or five seats so that they're not having to um, play against, you know, a team like Boston, Milwaukee, or the Sixers in the first round. That'd yeah. be great. Um too like i mean really it's just more of a fact that they're a playing team right now still after this win they're seven seed we need to somehow build off this one win thankfully they get the wizards the next game on friday <clears throat> but the, the schedule in february is not any easier it's a it's a rough stretch the next 15 yeah. are, are tough before tonight you could have asked most people and they give you i don't know anywhere from <laughs> two to six wins maybe over the next 15 but Again, it does feel like with the renewed energy, with the renewed kind of connectedness and willing to um, just play for one another in a really palpable feeling way. You know, I think this upcoming stretch is is really big. Go ahead. Read the tweet. <laughs> so <laughs> I found this tweet from Jablonka. So this is before entering tonight's game. So before entering tonight's game, G had, <laughs> um, G had staged arena um, five times. Mm-hmm. And each of the five times Miami has gone on to win that game. The first time they went seven and one. The next time they won the game right after. I feel like all these other ones happened. This is the second time he's done it during the regular season. All these other ones happened during the playoffs. Um, 
as far as I remember, especially last two seasons. I know he Listen, did it before the Boston series. Desperate times, desperate measures. <laughs> and he did it also, I think, before the Milwaukee series too this year, like last year. So every time we've won, um, two times we've been on winning streaks or big winning streaks. And as far as right now, like we're six for six. Six so. for six. Yeah. So shout out to G. G gets his replica ring. We win this season. They need to throw uh, you know, the screen. Oh, he needs his own, he needs his own flow on the parade. Do you know his screen? Like when his camera goes out and it's whatever that black screen is, send that <laughs> yeah. to the Raptors. Like send that to the Raptors. He's uh put that next to UD's jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's a community legend. Um, but you're talking about, you know, Jimmy being able to, you know, kind of withstand, you know, some of the output that he he had tonight. One guy super, super important that I do want to get to, especially with all of the conversation that's been surrounding him. Um, we'll get to him after this next guy. And this guy can keep up just any, like, uh, uh, half of what he did tonight. Nine for 15 from the field, six for 10 from three. Freaking Josh Richardson. Yes, G with the dragon's blood. Dragon's blood is a very particular type of sage. It's not white sage. It's not cedar. It's not lavender. It's not none of those things. Dragon's blood is for a really specific ass intent. And shout out to G and his energy lady. Retire G's HDMI cable. Um, but yeah, Josh. Okay, the six for 10 from three, uh, nine for 15 from the field. And even before tonight, Josh had been playing in a way that felt more like the way that we'd like to see Josh Richardson play. Get rebounds, get putbacks around the basket, cut, finish when you're at the rim, finish the little dump offs if you find yourself near the rim. Tonight had an amazing shooting uh, shooting game. And I think some of that is it's replicable. Open catch and shoot shooting, as long as you put the work in, you can be a serviceable catch and shoot shooter. Do you feel like going forward, how do you or how do you feel going forward, Josh's role should look like with Terry and toe now? Hopefully with a renewed and you know, just consistently engaged Jimmy now on the back half of the of the season. Where do you see Josh um kind of helping glue all of this together? Yeah, it's interesting because he didn't play uh what I don't think he played a single minute in that next game, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And now this game, he played what how many minutes? Honestly, Duncan was out, but he right. played what 30, 30 and, plus minutes. And, and we hope Duncan gets well. Concussions are, are nothing to fuck around with. Josh so, played 27 minutes tonight. 27. So it's just about 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he had a really efficient 27 minutes on both ends of the floor. I want more of that from him. We haven't seen him at least. We've seen some games where he scored his buckets mm-hmm. offensively. It's mm-hmm. the other end of the floor that we really need him more. Um, we don't have point of, t- point of attack defenders, really perimeter, perimeter defenders in general um that's yeah. something this team has lacked it's something that i think will continue to be an issue um until they rack up more reps um with this starting backcourt and with the rotations that um are now you know being used or being like at least tested by spo um mm-hmm. he's mixed he's mixed around josh he's, he sat him a couple times he tried doing something differently this game also with um you know wrote um kind of like staggering terry and Hero's minutes, uh, especially in the first half. So curious to see where Josh still, like, his minutes still come uh, when Duncan's back. But I don't think they can afford to bench him if he's going to keep playing like this. So, yeah. And in, in a way, it's this is part of the reason why Spo trusts him, um, you know, even when he was having his struggles early in the season and up until now. So 
these are games that he can give you. Yeah. Um, they needed it from him because all those baskets were, especially like some of those relief baskets, when they yeah. needed some of those um, threes to counter the, the that comeback that the Kings had in that second half, first, mm-hmm. first half, <clears throat> it was Josh a lot of times. He had a couple floaters that looked really nice. That three obviously was working for him. And yeah, like his, his just him be able to like give you that extra connective pass um, is something that they need so that they can improve on their ball movement. That's something else that this team has been lacking. They kind of been working on a lot of these like isolation. Um, like, I don't know, like it felt like the team was like, hey, I'll pass, pass. I'm going to take a few dribbles, try to attack the rim. But by the time that happens, like whatever the rotation's there, you are swinging it, the other guy's already there. Like, they need more guys who can just dish it out um, in a moment's notice, especially in the pick and roll side. I like what he was doing today. Mm-hmm. I hope that he can build off of that. I don't know if that was part of the film session, if that was what they were going for. Um, <laughs> that'd be mm-hmm. great if that was like the whole entire film session. Like, Josh, we want you to take 15 shots. Or how no, I don't want that to be the focus <laughs> of the films. But no, he's been, he's been liberal with his, with his shooting kind of all season. He's been willing to take him yeah. in. For better or for worse, again, uh, make them or miss them. You know, they need guys who are going to be willing to take those shots to keep defenders honest so that you have the Tyler's and the Terry's and the Jimmy's and the Caleb on secondary penetration, you know, having some space to get in there and to, and to navigate and, and playmate from, from the inside. Man, a little scary to depend on Jay Ridge like that. I, I, I would agree if but, it weren't for so many of the looks were so open. He just got really great catch and shoot looks. It's it, it's, a, it's a shift in role. Like you said, at first they were having him like come off the stacks and, and trying to read coverages, who's stepping up, who's coming, or like who's shifting down, where is my skip pass to? I'd rather see Josh and either catch and rip and finish or catch and shoot or dribble off of a, a closer. I don't want Josh having to playmate from up top. And so if he gave us, you know, this 25, 24 points out of pick and roll reads and, and stuff like that, then I'd feel that way. But he got a lot of really, really open catch and shoot opportunities. Did Amos performance gave you any hope that he can um, provide some of the, the possessions and minutes lost with Max Drews not being on his team anymore? Um, is there any hope with, with his performance today where he can kind of fill in the shoes that Struis left? If he's going to shoot this, if she's if he's going to shoot this well fairly consistently, I say yes. People tell you and say, oh, Max didn't shoot well last season. That's cool. The team didn't shoot well last season for the first three quarters of the season. Last quarter of the season, Gabe and Max began to shoot better. Max also was a very kind of underspoken defensively. And if you look at some of Max's defensive statistics this season, you'll see he's been really effective for Cleveland. Um, yeah. And so I That's, personally... The entire team has been effective defensively. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate Josh's offensive output. I am someone who still... I want him to be tighter, like you said, at point of attack. I If you don't give me, you know, 24 every night, but you give yeah. me 15 and really, really good, solid, contained, I'm okay with that. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I'm really happy that Spo decided to use his challenge on that block for Jay Rich. Yeah. Part of me felt like that was one, something that boosts confidence, like trust. He didn't really have to do it, but no. the fact that he did it was right. And I think stuff like that goes um, unnoticed sometimes uh, yeah. for players to um, 
you know, just get them confidence. That, uh, yeah. To me, that's what this game was. It was a giant confidence boost, top <laughs> to bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah those... Oh, we hold on. Go ahead. We got somebody special that we need to bring in. Oh man, what's happening? <laughs> what? What? We are not worthy. Oh. <laughs> what did you man? Are you in your car? Where are you right now? He's super in his car. Namaste. I'm playing, I was playing volleyball. We just left. We won tonight, just like the Heat. We put that work in. <laughs> we grinded. It was a get right night for us. I just want to let you know, I did it for the fans. I don't do regular season staging. I felt like something had to be done. I went. I I went during work hours. I told my boss I have something very important I need to do. <laughs> I, I will be back in an hour. And I went to the arena. I saw my I saw my energy lady, and she told me, Brian, do you have the picture? Uh, I can pull it back up. Pull, pull the picture because she gave me Bond. I I explained. She does. She knows nothing about basketball. She doesn't know who Jimmy Butler is. She doesn't know. She barely knows what the Heat are. And I explained to her how bad it's been. And she goes, that sounds bad. And I go, that sounds that bad. And she goes, she she rummages. She goes in like her, like she has like a big chest. And she's going through her chest, pulling shit out. And eventually she brings out this. That thing is huge. Look at my hand. Yeah. Like that's like, and she gives me this, like a baton. And she goes, <laughs> if she goes, if this doesn't work, there is no God that exists that can fix it. Yeah. And I said, Thank you. And that's what we did. I don't know how the game went. I didn't see a second. I will rewatch tomorrow. But I'm I wanna screaming. I wanna let the fans know I love you guys and all the people that told me that they put the the heat bet on the heat money line, their mortgage. Let me tell you something. I was sweating. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we came out for y'all. Hold on, let me read this comment. This is from Lich's agenda commissioner. He says, or she says, I don't know. Um, some heroes wear capes, some heroes wear hoodies that are strangely tight around them. <laughs> Shout out to the dragon's blood. You should, yeah, dragon's you should see me moving uh, out there. I, I, I'm, people I'm, saying I'm, we need I'm a t-shirt of this. Do we do we want a t-shirt, guys? Like for real. Do you want a t-shirt? Well, but we'll make we'll make shirts. Well, we'll get a stage design. We'll we'll get we'll get something out there. The hey man. Poet. Get right win. Shout out to Bon and Brian for holding it down tonight for letting me come out and play my volleyball tournament. You guys are the goats. And just a big just a big night for Miami. I mean, they needed this win. It was looking bad. How were the vibes on the, the court? The vibes were great. Tell them about it, Brian. What was what was Brady saying so uh, Brady, pregame? So Brady was saying before game, um, like tip-off, um, like as they were warming up, that G, uh, Jimmy Butler was like really trying to pump up his teammates. He was – they were basically like – you know, like when you warm up, you can like do it like the, the Golden State way where Curry's like just having fun doing, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. And shit. That was basically what Jimmy was trying to do uh, around his teammates. And I think it worked. Um, honestly, part of it was because of you and, and your <laughs> space lady. But like honestly, it was something they probably discussed during this um, <clears throat> players only meeting that they had that uh, BAM or orchestrated. And also during that film session that Spud orchestrated. They, they, I think part of, the, part of the reason was they were just in their own fucking heads the entire time during this losing streak. And they weren't having fun on the court. So, in a way, it just bleeds into everything you do on both ends of the court. Like, they weren't defending. They weren't scoring. And, and they like it's not like this team can't win games. They obviously were over 500 by, like, nine or ten games before this losing streak. They're still over 500 today, even with the losing streak. So, um, 
I'm happy that they uh, were able to figure something out this game. Um, but our only concern is like this stretch in February is going to be pretty fucking tough. Um, thankfully, you're losing your uh, staging. The last time you did it during a regular season, they went on a seven game winning streak. I don't know if you remember, but do you know your stats? Do you know your? Yeah, can you read them? Because well, no, pull up, pull up the Jablanca tweet, Brian. Jablanca, we just, we Jablanca tweeted them, and uh, I think I retweeted. It if you just go to my profile, yeah, you might have to scroll through Liverpool posting. No, he's the, got it. We just the lads got to win, baby. The lads got to win on Chelsea. We did it, baby. Top of the table. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> it's been a great day go. for you overall. Um, it's been terrific. <laughs> Minus Kyle Lowry not being the team. Way, Liverpool also won that day, so good, good for me. Yeah, uh, this is Jabonka's tweet. So, like I said earlier in the show, last five times you have you've done it five times. This is now six technically, but the five times before where you had Sage, the Heat went on to win the next game. The first time you did it, they went seven and one. I think it was a seven game winning streak, though, is what he tweeted earlier. But he wrote yes. seven and one in this tweet. Um, the second time, the third time, I think he did it during the playoffs. I can't remember which games what they were. One of them might have been. Billy. One of them was against Philly. Another one was against Boston. They did lose. I know the you Boston did one. Series, did you do one game. against the Milwaukee series? Because I felt like you did one before that too. I don't remember. And I know I, I did one. The, the one in the regular season was after the the, the Jimmy spoke. Kerfuffle. Exactly. And I was going to say that the when they won in that winning streak, the first game they won in that winning streak was against the Sacramento Kings. That's so funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and then uh, they, it happened again where they went four zero. So now it's six for six is basically what he's tweeted. So they bond two winning streaks. Hopefully they go on a third third winning streak. That'd be great. They play um they play the Wizards on Friday, so that should be a win. So it should be at least a two game winning streak. But we're hoping for more dubs out there. The Clippers on yeah. Sunday. That's a big game. I'll, I'll we got weekend coverage of that game. I know it's a Sunday, but I'll, I'll bring it to the, yeah, that's the a good one. that day. Well, I gotta go. I gotta get home before they close the parking lot that I'm in. Shout out to Heat Nation. Shout out to the Heat. Shout out to you guys for holding it down today. I love you. I can't wait to listen to the full show tomorrow and rewatch uh, a great Heat win. So take care, y'all. Peace. CG. So right. aside, so, you know, like the, the Jay Rich stuff. Yes, G is a legend. Shout out to that guy. Um, I, I really want to get into who I felt like made so much of this work tonight. And again, there have been, you know, just heaps of conversation on the timeline, just all over the place. Do you bench him? Do you six-man him? Do you let him start? Do you bring someone else in? And this was one of my favorite um, Tyler Hero approaches to the game today. 14 points, eight assists, only nine field goal attempts. Now, part of your question earlier about whether or not Jimmy can sustain this is whether or not we get consistent scoring outputs from everyone else if we're going to ask Tyler to be more of a playmaker distributor. So you got four from Highsmith, 31 from Jimmy, 16 from Bam, 14 from Tyler, eight from Kevin, seven from Caleb, 24 from Josh, eight from Jaime, three for Terry, from Terry. A few years ago, I tweeted the idea of Tyler as a, uh, a playmaker, I feel like kind of focuses his eye on looking ahead for how play develops for other people. And I feel like tonight, eight assists, the the he and Bam connection kind of reignited on, on a few lobs. Um, I really enjoyed the way that Tyler comported himself tonight. I know he had the comment in the 
post game about um oh i'm just questioning and shooting now you know trying to sacrifice or whatever sacrifice, but he still, yeah. he is but he still put up you know like 18 18 shots and i don't feel like being asked to you know catch and shoot in that way should be considered a sacrifice but you know that's that's in the past this is a fresh start the way that tyler plays and with as nimble as he is, with as creative as a dribble as he does have, he can get to the, the cup, albeit, you know, depending on how consistent you want it to be. He can do some mid-range things, and he can be a pull-up threat off of handoffs and off of pick-and-roll options, you know, at the top of the key from, from three. Tyler, the playmaker, yes, I, that's ex- I tweeted that earlier. Playmaker Tyler, I think, is better than score-first Tyler because he can still get his, but it's he's dynamic enough in a way that brings everyone else kind of along with him. We're going to talk on Terry a little bit in a second too, but how do you feel about Tyler, the starter, as a playmaker versus Tyler, the starter, as a scorer, and what even Tyler would be to the bench as the six-man scorer? Tyler, the, the, the playmaker today, how did he make you feel? Or Tyler, the creator, as what Fix said. Yeah, we've we've been on that. I think we titled uh, an episode Tyler, the creator. I think you guys did that like a few weeks ago or last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want Tyler to be a plus on both ends of the court. He hadn't been that in a while. He's been sh- His January slumps are pretty well known documented right now over the last three years. <clears throat> Shooting 40% or under. I think he was under entering this game. Now he's probably just over, hopefully with this performance. Um, I, I mean, part of it's he, he, he plays, he plays in a way where I think they need him to, especially with Lowry out late, like he does need to be the guy that can generate um, those easy pick and roll assist. Um, especially he had like, I think he had like this really nice law pass to Bam that we hadn't seen this team, any guards on this team really give Bam. Yeah, like he and Bam look. had three laws. And Bam was pl- to start the game, Bam was pretty bad. Like he was missing bunnies around the rim. He had a really his rough his mid-range still hasn't shown really much this yep. entire calendar month. Um, since really since he won that player of the week award, it's just been gone. Like he hasn't had that touch um in the mid-range. But they got him going towards the end of that second quarter. And I like the intent that he had to try to still feed Bam. And even Terry did the same too, because I remember there was a possession. Sort of like what Lowry would do, where t- Terry passed the ball to, to Bam, and Bam, as he's like in his post-up area, passing it back um, to Terry to like try to swing the ball the other direction. But like, no, Terry's like, no, we're putting, we're giving the ball back to you. Yeah, and Kyle and I would like do that Ty- a lot. And and Tyler also does that too. Obviously, he has more of a connection with Bam, and I know that was something that hopefully we were going to see more out of it. Um, since they kind of like were working on it two years ago, that was something that we were like tweeting about, like, oh, the Jimmy, the 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 new um, future of the Heat would be this pick pick and roll combination between Bam and Tyler. Like that's the new thing. They're one of the best in, in terms of pick and roll, like efficiency, points per possession, whatever you call it. <clears throat> we haven't seen much of it. So like, just at all. Like we haven't really seen much of it. This felt like a game where they brought some of that back. Um, so I like the intent from Tyler to try to get Bam going. And it also helps him get going too, because I feel like, like you have, you say, ball is energy. You get the ball moving around, everybody feels it, and it it just 
it helps make everyone's job a little bit easier because part of the issues on this team on offense is the ball sticks and they're having to self-create, be be isolation players that they're not, settle for shots that they don't really necessarily need to take in the mid-range when they should try to be getting closer shots towards the rim, try try to get to the foul line if possible. And then obviously you want um, better looks, you know, from three if you can, because obviously they, they're worth more in twos. So I like what Tyler did, and I think he can build off this performance. I know he was talking about sacrificing, like we just mentioned. I don't feel like he looked like a different player sacrificing today. I just felt like he looked more like um he looked like a player that honestly fit next to Bam and Jimmy. Yeah. And that's what we need from him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I, I don't feel like he he appeared to be sacrificing today either. And I feel like a lot of the conversation around you know Tyler's usage or his ball dominance. I tweeted this is you know the offense just flow better, and and there is. There's a difference between Tyler with the ball in his hand looking to do like intentional things with a with a plan. I think a lot of the frustration with Tyler and the ball dominance comes when it's ISO Tyler, when it's yeah. Tyler in his short arms, you know, trying to give you four or five moves to kind of not really get anywhere. And then the rest of the offense stagnates. We know that this team has a, a an issue um, watching one guy trying to do a thing and there's well, no movement. Sometimes we only them. begin to their sets with like 10 seconds left on a shot clock. It's stuff right. like that. We don't get passes with <laughs> unless it's like <laughs> under 12 and then somebody goes into a shot like three seconds and then kicks it to somebody else to take a stupid yeah. shot. But I, I feel like Tyler with a, a renewed sense of, of kind of direction. Like I feel like Tyler and a scoring opportunity, especially when we stagnate off the ball is a lot of, well, shit, I got to kind of do what I can to kind of get, you know, what I can get. And it it feels really directionless. It feels very, you know, just out here without a paddle, just riding whatever wave of the current. And Tyler, playmaker Tyler with a with a task at hand feels like we're like we're flowing downstream, but in a controlled way. And yeah. 
you know, Tyler can be effective initiating and in the interim of plays without necessarily being the person to finish a play. And I hope he understands that and that that is a, a really important quality. And because he has the handle that he does, he can get out of a lot of kind of situations. Mm -hmm. He has a great snake dribble. Like he can get to a lot of, you know, kind of cool spaces. And so I hope he doesn't feel like, well, shit, they don't want me to shoot anymore. Or, you know, I, I don't feel as important to my team because I have fewer scoring opportunities. Um, if he can be a, a vital part of the flow of the play without necessarily always having to be the one to finish the play, if it allows Jimmy to finish plays more, him and pick and roll um, with Bam, gets Bam kind of on that runway. Tyler seems to enjoy passing from how he reacts. And I believe that he does. And, and, and and you can see that he feels like he's doing something good for the you know for the for the benefit of the whole. So I really really appreciate it, Tyler. But to your point earlier about Jimmy, if I do feel like the some of the Tyler stuff is sometimes well, no one else can score, no one else is looking to score, so I feel like I have to. You said earlier, can Jimmy maintain this? Um, and I said well, I feel like everyone else kind of has to maintain too. There has to be a balance between Jimmy being able to maintain some level of this engagement so that Tyler can focus his game in this particular lane so he doesn't feel forced into having to force shots, so to speak. Yep, that's super key. And to your point, this is a great stat tweeted out from Meyer Winterman. The game ended, this game ended with the Heat with a franchise record 40 assists. Um in the audience. Oh, guy. I guess I didn't read the full tweet. I thought <laughs> they had a franchise record. I didn't read the full tweet. That's on me. Uh, apparently, I guess the NBA, I don't know, whoever stats keepers are, they took away two assists. So instead, it's now it's a season high. Well, fuck these stats keepers. You know what? <laughs> what the fuck? How are you going to take away two assists? First of all, what kind of assists are you taking away? Are these like fast break assists because they're too quick that they scored on a basket? I don't understand. No, um, it has to be like someone received a pass and then had to take like too many dribbles to actually get into a shot. Whatever. They, they, <laughs> broke, they broke their franchise record. I don't give a shit what the NBA has to say. Um, like they it. get shit wrong all the time, just like that uh, challenge that Spell had to use because that was a clear clear block um but yeah anyway he had a season high at least but franchise record 40 assists um they they need to play like that more often to yeah. be able to get into the higher 100s on offense because like defensively they did enough to win against the kings but right in a way i felt like the kings still had some good offensive possessions because they were still getting some decent looks from three the zone obviously helped play a part in that um, they're going to have to do more on the defensive end still from after this game. They're not perfect there yet, but there's some moments in the build off from this performance. Yeah. Um, on the top zone, of what they did on offense. The zone was a, the zone was actually a, a little bit tired tonight. There were a few kind of um, boneheaded where mismatched were misaligned. And so they're getting kickouts on the other side, but I, I feel like the zone had more activity and more um, definition to it than it kind of has. Um, we're going to close it out here. We we could talk about Bam. Bam, you know, we can talk about him quickly, I guess. You know, like you said, he didn't have a great game. He didn't look great to begin the, the to begin the game. Um, second half, you saw Bam be more aggressive, and you saw him 
and Tyler, you know, kind of get into their, their synergizing off the pick and roll. It's interesting because, you know, I don't care what anyone says, Bam's undersized um, at his position. And so the mid-range feels like the more easily able to get to shot for him. Um, but when you get him with Tyler, when you get him with Duncan, when you get him with people who are able to tilt um, kind of the defense on, on a run and you get him moving, you yeah. he's able to get some momentum and, and get some things. So, you know, I thought Bam, you know, finished the game solidly. But I want to get to uh, the guy that you threw a little bit of shade to, and I'm going to let you speak for yourself. You said uh, Terry here is looking like 2010. Oh, God. But Terry finished with 10 assists, and he's, you know, finding his way into this this team. This is the first game that he's, I think, been with us where we've seen Jimmy be Jimmy. And so that takes a lot of, well, I need to do some of these other things too. So how did you feel collectively, like on, on the whole about Terry tonight? <laughs> so I'm going to put this out there. Don't take all my tweets so literally. Like, <laughs> all these are just bullshit tweets that I think are funny in the I, moment. Um, it, it I'm a knee-jerk Heat fan at first. Uh, also, I do like providing some cap analysis. But to get that, you're going to have to accept some of the tweets that I do put out there just because <laughs> I think they're – I, I, I just have to – Put out something out there to uh keep my twitter timeline filled because um there's only so many cap things you could put out um throughout a course of a of whole nba season uh but yeah i i'm still not happy with the terry rosier trade i'm not gonna hide from that i think miami mm-hmm. did pay a, a little bit of a premium than they probably should have i think they sort of settled um they probably could have protected both the 2027 and 2028 um years and maybe see if they could have converted it to um, like two or three second round picks potentially to um, not have to give up a first rounder. If, if that hopefully doesn't happen, but if for whatever reason, the pick in 2027 and 2028 wouldn't convey, then yeah, that would suck. Um, But beyond that, like I think Terry Rozier, we watched him play against Miami and Charlotte a few times this year. He's killing them, killing them, scoring, I think over 29 points a game on average. And we haven't seen really much of that from him. Um, right. We obviously know that he hasn't really had a, a practice. He's still learning, um, you know, where to pick his spots. And really he hasn't, he, he's been quoted saying that he's not aggressive because he doesn't want to, um, he has respect for the people that are out right. on the floor for the heat. He's not going to walk his, in and try point. to step on toes. That was for sure. And he said that he could, if he wanted to, he could, yeah, take up his his pull up threes and 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 play that sort of style where he's a little bit more aggressive. You haven't seen that really much from him yet. We got like a small glimpse of it to start that game against Phoenix. He tried to get a shot early in his game; it wasn't working for him. So he he basically turned into Kyle Lowry. <laughs> he he basically was able to get them going, um, you know, out in 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 getting those assists. Like he got 25% mm-hmm. of their 40 assists tonight. <laughs> right. So it's great that he's able to do that, but like shooting t- sub 20% from three, like we need more from him in that department. Cause listen, like in the playoffs teams are going to defend on Jimmy. They're going to defend on bam and potentially to defend on G- and hero. They're going to need another guy to get his buckets. They're going to count on him to get those buckets. So I really hope he gets it going. Cause that's part of the reason why they brought him and they brought him really to score. Um, right. so I'm hoping it's just a slump, hoping it's nothing more than that, because listen, Mike Bibby was good <laughs> before, 
in Miami, and then he suddenly just forgot how to play basketball. I hope Terry Rozier doesn't become that. Obviously, he's a lot younger than when Mike Pippy became a player for the Heat. Um, so I doubt that's going to happen. But at the moment, I, I slightly regret the trade just because I felt like they could get more out of him right away. I mean, they got more out of Jay Crowder than they had <laughs> any player that they traded for right after a trade. It's hilarious. Every player that they traded for has always started off like really bad. There's like a whole stat that um, uh, some guy on Twitter put out. Like every player that they ever get, whether it's a buyout player or a trade, like they all start out shooting so terribly. It's I don't understand happen, it. It's I don't gonna happen. You're in a whole new system. Team. I feel like I feel like <laughs> other teams that never happens. Like when James Harden got traded to OKC, he was on fire from like the get go. <laughs> yeah, from OKC to, to Houston. But like yeah. I don't know, Miami hasn't had but that you, luxury. They, but Miami I don't know if has. Because well, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Do you think it's because Spo like has too much complicated things in the offense where it's hard to pick up on? Then unless you're like a catch and shoot player, like it's really hard to be like a, a guy was with the ball able in the to hand. be. That's why Jay would. Yes, it's it's tough to be a ball. In, so it's tough to be a guy with the ball in your hand coming to a new system and figuring out your shooting opportunities. Jay yeah. as a three and D, I need you to defend and take these open shots. Jay, uh, PJ, before he stopped shooting, um, I need <laughs> to defend, take these open shots. When you have a guard, when you have somebody on the ball, it is more difficult to, you know, kind of pick your spots. And you're also wanting to see where, how everyone else moves. Like you, Bam might be used to a pass, you know, kind of two inch. Bam might like his passes on the road to come quicker, whereas you might be wanting to, um, delay it a little bit and maybe pass a little bit behind them. There's a lot of kind of connectivity that has to be yeah, reestablished. That's true. But also, I think to like the Terry point and the respect about it all, when James left OKC to Houston, correct me if I'm wrong, but they weren't in any type of like actual title contendy type of place. I feel like people come to Miami and have a respect for it as an organization. So Terry is out in Charlotte playing, you know, Young man ball is we he's, he said it like he said it losing was part of the DNA of Charlotte. So at that point, I'm just here. I'm trying to make myself look good so that I can get you know maybe other opportunities. You come to a a program that you respect that has a pedigree that has a standard. It's a little bit more pressure, and you just want to I don't know. You just want to show yourself well. I mean, I mean there's also like a history of him like really having a, a fondness for this organization. Yes, because of Wade and what Wade <laughs> yes. has accomplished. Yeah. Um, and so when you're kind of trying to fill those shoes, um, especially when you're trying to, I mean, you can't don a number three jersey, but he picked the closest number he could the get. The closest he could. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, there, there is, uh, there is probably some added pressure that yeah. he's feeling. So I can, I can probably see that, um, uh, from a human perspective. Yeah. You're um, right though. Not, I'm not a basketball player, but I can imagine that that does weigh on you. Um, yeah. especially if you're in a shooting slump, because he wasn't a shooting slump before he even got to Miami. Right. I don't know if a lot of people knew that, but like he hadn't been shooting even well the last like three or four games when he was in Charlotte before he got traded. So he's been yeah. shooting stuff for going on what two, three weeks now. So yeah. and Listen, like you said, still hasn't had a had a, haven't had a practice yet. Yeah, so. and also he's been playing a lot of games too. That's also part of it, I think. Like he's yeah. probably has some dead legs on him. Um no, the season's long, like. It's a eighty-two games is a lot. You're playing back to back. You're playing four games in six nights. Like it's it's a lot for no reason in my opinion. But I I I agree with you though that like come playoff time, they're going to need him to be 
um, a bit more of the isolation score that we've seen him kind of be yeah. able to be. But even in, bur- in, in small bursts, we, we've seen him, like, get to the cup. He has a good burst. He has a nice, like, hurricane jerk about his game kind of in the middle. It freezes a defender a bit. So I, I think, you know, as they continue to gel – and if this is the new way that they're going to kind of go about themselves, if Tyler is going to be cool playmaking a bit, um, then that in that of itself kind of opens space for Terry to kind of be, you know, a little bit more aggressive scoring. And Jimmy will level out somewhere. I don't expect 31 every night from Jimmy, but no. I think they feel good about themselves going forward. I but, hope I so. Mean, if you think about it, like the box score they won, um, they scored over 110 points. If you take yeah. away, say you take away 10 of Jimmy's 31, you give the 10 yeah. to Cherry. Like that's that's yeah. a winning formula still. So yeah. that's all they need to do. They just need to balance out so that they have multiple guys, you know, scoring in that 15 to 20 range. And then you, you get to the contributions from guys like Jaime, guys from Caleb, that can hopefully give you, you know, one of those good games off the bench. Because that was something that they had been um, having luck with all year the last two seasons um yeah. you know their bench would give them there would be a guy that would just give them like 10 15 20 points like they would have just a game mm-hmm. and they just kept them afloat when some of the guys just were having off nights yeah. they need more of that now they got another guy in terry who should be able to give them more of those belief baskets mm-hmm. and that's why i hope that he's able to provide we'll see how it goes the rest of the season um i'll see all-star breaks coming up pretty shortly so that might be something that's good for everybody thankfully for everybody <laughs> everybody um but yeah that about does it for tonight. We are going to go ahead and wrap up and get up out of here. Your Miami yep. Heat play again on Friday at D.C. And then we have the Clippers on Sunday back at home. And then, yeah, we get into a stretch. You got the Magic, the Spurs, the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Pelicans, Kings again. Yep. Blazers, we- Nuggets, so. It's, it's yeah. February. February. They finished like before the All Star break. They're, they have a back to back versus the Sixers and the Bucks before the All Star break. Yep. So it's, crazy. Yeah, it, it's a good stretch coming up, though. It's it's a very make or break gel together. Um, we're on the back side of the season now, and the back half of the season goes by like oddly kind of fast like it's it's there and then it's not and so it's time to get in the rhythm it's time to like really nail down what we want to look like so i'm excited for the stretch um especially with this renewed sense of of kind of connectedness and energy and and togetherness we got all the hopefully all the negativity out the way g did his part so (laughs) you know we'll see but yeah we're gonna go ahead and get out here like i said man friday and sunday g already told you we're gonna probably do a special weekend episode because the clippers is a big game but until we see you lovely people again we're gonna go ahead and get out of here and yeah peace i guess